world, and welcome back to the Morning Geek to Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today we're going to try something a little different. Today we're going to talk about pop culture news, but it's just me. I tried to record a couple pods the last few weeks, and no such luck. Just had some technical difficulties, so I'm just going to uh, talk about a few things that are on my mind, some new trailers, uh, a couple movie reviews, uh, some, some pop culture news. First thing I want to talk about is... Went to the movies for the first time in 14 months. Um, you know, that might not sound like a lot, might not sound like a big deal. Um, but it was, it, I was going to the movies pretty regularly, especially before Violet was born. I was going to the movies uh, probably weekly, if not a couple times a week. Um, once my daughter was born, that obviously changed a bit. Um, but who would have thought, you know, COVID hits, movie theaters close. And, you know, you don't get to see a movie in the theater in 14 months. And I've always kind of thought, I don't know, what's the big deal, right? You see a movie at home, you see a movie at the theater, besides the the quality, and even the quality now, you know, at home is is so, so much better than it was. You see something and, and you kind of take it for granted. So I always thought like, eh, again, movies at home, movies, you know, whatever. You're, you're seeing the movie. It's almost better for me, I thought, being at home. Um couldn't be more couldn't be more wrong the idea of going to the movie theater just for me brings up so much nostalgia and 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 reminds me of you know specific movies that i've seen specific uh, experiences it reminds me of my friends my family but regardless so movie theaters are just now recently opening in california um i'm fully vaccine you know vaccinated so i thought you know what the hell let's give it a try um, we've talked about multiple times on, on, on this pod, how I feel about a quiet place. So I thought, what was the, nothing had really, I, I didn't miss per se going to the movies cause there hadn't been a tent pole movie that I was like, I have to, I want to see it in the theater, you know, because you had the option to see it at home. Quiet place was the first one that came out that I, I wasn't going to be able to see streaming. They're not streaming it. It doesn't have a dual release. So I thought this is it. Let's do it. So I, I had talked about, you know, talked to on the pod, talked to to Damien, to Tyler about my reservations and my how hesitant I was to see the movie in the theater. Thought I would get there, um, ticket purchased, no way I'd be able to go in. And as soon as I got there, I went on on Friday morning um, of opening week. So I, I guess the first day it came out, uh, first first showing, and I couldn't have been more wrong. So I get there, feel pretty comfortable. Um, I walk into the theater itself, so not the auditorium, but the theater. There's nobody. I mean, there's nobody at concessions. There's nobody in front of me. Minimal employees. So I felt I felt comfortable right off the bat. Um, the theater I went to is been remodeled, uh, so it's it's really different. Where something as as simple as the movie posters are no longer there. Now they have digital displays that are showing movie posters. So it, it, on top of it being kind of a new experience, having been 14 months, it felt different as well because everything is brand new, shiny, you know, new technology. They don't even have a kiosk or they don't even have like a, a ticket booth anymore. Just a, a, a digital kiosk. So I go in feeling pretty good buy some snacks, go into the actual auditorium. And 
I don't know, I'm there like five minutes before the movie movie starts. Nobody. Now this is, I didn't go to a small theater. This is a big theater. Literally nobody. So this is my ideal pre-COVID. This is my ideal movie going experience, right? Nobody's there. It's, it's, I couldn't be more excited. Trailers get ready to start. A couple comes in and they're, they're way far away. So now there's a total of three people, a couple more minutes two another couple. So two other people come in. That's it. So four people and myself sat and watched this movie. I'm going to talk about a quiet place in a bit, but I just wanted to talk about the experience right now. I, I couldn't have been more pleased with how it went. And again, I, I forgot, <laughs> forgot how much I missed the movies. So, you know, it just, it, it almost made me not almost, I did. I instantly the next day thought like, Hey, I want to go see another movie. Now there's nothing really that's out that I really, really want to see. So it'll probably be a little while, but the one thing that got me just, I don't know, super pumped was the Top Gun Maverick trailer. You know, I'm kind of indifferent. I, I, I love the first Top Gun. Um, I want to see Maverick, but it's not something that I've been super excited for. The movie theater, that movie was made for the movie theater. And not even seeing the movie, just the trailer is made for it. It was so night and day from the trailer being on TV to being on a big screen. Sound, visuals, everything. It was, I don't know, got me pumped. So I was super excited for it. So I'm in. I'm I'm fully back into the theaters, even though I had said, uh, again, yeah, who needs the movies, right? You can just see it at home. Couldn't have been more wrong. So one of the trailers that, that dropped that I saw the day before the, the movie, um, but saw again during or right before A Quiet Place, was uh, Last Night in Soho. We've talked about this movie, I don't, I don't even know how many times on, on this pod, uh, multiple times, because obviously it was supposed to come out originally in 2020. So we talked about it at the beginning of 2020, the most anticipated movies. Um, then we talked about it again, the beginning of this year, most anticipated movies. So it appears that it's coming out. You know, if everything stays the way it is, it's coming out in October. What I find interesting about this is originally the draw for me mostly was Edgar Wright. Right. So he's built up such, such a cachet that I think I would see anything that he does. Um, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, Baby Driver. These are all, I mean, Shaun of the Dead is like top 20 for me. So he's built up such a cachet that I would probably see anything, not probably, I will see anything that he puts out until he proves me wrong. So in 2020, beginning of 2020, when we're talking about this movie, that's the draw. Because we don't know anything else about it. There's no obviously no trailer, nothing. Fast forward 2021, biggest star of, of, of 2020 was Anya Taylor-Joy. She, for me, has also built up a cachet that at this point, anything that she's in, I'm going to go see. You put both of them together, and it's like a psychological thriller, almost looks like horror. I'm super, couldn't be more in. I will be there opening day, no doubt. And I, I couldn't be more excited. I, I don't know that it's going to be good um, because you can't really base anything on the trailer. Trailer looks good, very stylized. 
but I think that we can all agree that it's going to look great and it's going to be something different because Edgar Wright has yet to do anything that's kind of cookie cutter. So last night in Soho, I was excited, saw the trailer, even more excited. And who knew Anya Taylor-Joy could sing? So just like another feather in her cap on on what she can do because I, I just – Again, couldn't be more impressed with with her performances. You know, she's got the new Mad Max um, prequel, the Furiosa prequel coming out. Well, not coming out, filming. Yeah, man, big fan. Couldn't be couldn't be more excited. So, so some other news that that, that broke that we had talked about briefly on the pod for the Willy Wonka long form discussion was obviously Warner Brothers has had announced that they are in development of doing a. Willy Wonka prequel. So uh, there's no need, right? There's no need for this. I, I, I say I'm not interested. I won't watch it. I, there's a, there's a bit of me that still has a little bit of curiosity about Wonka because, you know, Willy Wonka being my, not my favorite movie, but my top three movies of all time. So there's definitely, I'm interested, but more out of just like almost morbid curiosity that I think it's going to be good. Regardless, long way of long winded, you know, way of telling you that obviously Timothy Chalamet was cast as as Willy Wonka. He was on the short list. We talked about it again on the pod. I think it's a decent choice. Uh, he, you know, everything he's been in has been solid. Like he's been good and stuff. Obviously, coming out in Dune or Dune is coming out this year. He's in that. Um, this will be clearly something different than he's done before, right? It's not little women. Um, I, we'll see. He He's come out and said, you know, he's excited to do singing and dancing. So obviously there's going to be some musical numbers. It, it can't be worse than the Tim Burton depth version, but Gene Wilder is Willy Wonka. And I don't know. I don't know what you do. I don't know if you, I don't know if you do a parody of him, if you're inspired by him. Like the the thing that I don't want to see is I don't want to see this version. I don't want to see something like Donald Glover doing a imitation of Billy D. Williams for Lando. Like I don't uh, – for Lando. I, I just don't want to see that. And I was so excited about Donald Glover taking that role not really realizing like he was essentially just going to do an imitation. So that that's not what I want to see. So I, I'm hopeful that he can, he can do a good job. Again, I'm, I'm oddly curious, but I can't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to be good. I give it a shot. Um, I think he was, a, it was, he was a pretty solid choice though. He oddly kind of looks like he could be Gene Wilder's, uh, you know, grandson or somewhere in the family. So that's, that's a start, right? So another trailer that dropped, was the Eternals. We've talked about the Eternals multiple times on this pod. I I don't know anything about the source material, but I'll tell you that that trailer was pretty terrible. Again, self-proclaimed, not a huge Marvel guy, not a huge uh, like DC guy, but they usually have slick-looking things, right? Especially Marvel. DC, not so much. So I can... It's almost alarming when the trailer is so bad and so not well done when it's Marvel because they usually put out such 
at least visually looking looking things or things that look great. My other thing that threw me out threw me off is like you see Angelina Jolie, and that's Angelina Jolie. That's not she's not somebody who can um, she's not a character actress or an actor. You see Selma Hayek. That's Selma Hayek. They don't blend in. You don't that you don't see a character. You just see the actor. So that kind of threw me off, which I wasn't. Ex- I wasn't expecting that per se. I was, I was oddly interested in like Angelina Jolie being a Marvel character. And then I see the trailer and I'm like, Nope, that's just Angelina Jolie. And I can't see her as anything else but herself. So I have no idea. I, you know, I will eventually see it. I think like 90% of the world will see it because it's a Marvel movie, but it's not something I will seek out and I'm excited about. Again, I not knowing the source material. I don't know how, I don't know. I don't know anybody who who doesn't know the source trailer if they were pumped on this because this is this is one trailer that you know the group and I really didn't talk about. So I don't know. Eternals. Again, I'll see it, but who knows? So finally, after what's it been? Twenty five years? Thirty years? Hocus Pocus. Everybody's expected there to be a sequel on and off again for probably the last five to ten years. We've heard rumors. Yeah, it's going to come out. It's not going to come out. Uh, it looks like it's coming out. So all of the cast is signed on. They have a release date. It's coming out on Disney Plus. Um, Bette Midler, all the all the 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 Sanderson sisters, all tweeted about it, um, talked about it. So looks like it's coming out. Who knows? Like if it's going to be good, right? I, we we can all say that the first one is the first one's not a great movie. The first one has so much nostalgia, and everybody loves it. Of our like my age group. But it's not like a fantastic movie, so could this be much worse? Who knows? I think that it's as long as it kind of keeps the campiness, the same feel as the first one, um, doesn't try to try to do too much, doesn't try to get too serious, it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be enjoyable. But it's not. I mean, it's don't kid yourself, right? It's not not supposed to be a great movie, especially Disney Plus. Kind of a big deal, though, I guess, for Disney Plus. This is a a beloved original movie, and I'm sure the this will do gangbusters on their on their uh, their service. Coming out, I, th- I think, 2023, it said. So, I don't know. Excited. I'm excited to watch it potentially like with my kid eventually. That'll be fun, I think. Who knows? Amazon buys MGM for $8.45 billion. I, Is that a big deal anymore? Like, so I see that come out. I see that, that news title or the, 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 the article. And... I think Amazon is one of the Amazon purchases MGM and are they purchasing it because they want to increase their catalog and compete with Netflix and Hulu and Disney plus, or do they really just want you to buy prime? Because, you know, a lot of people will say they just want you, they want to entice you to buy Amazon prime because then it increases the amount of shopping you'll do with them. And that's really the end goal, right? They're not, I don't think they really care if they're putting out quality content. They just want you to enjoy their content so that you buy prime and that you shop more. The thing that I do find odd is that right off the bat, they talk about that they're going to reboot a number of franchises. Like, okay, I get it, right? Because that's what everybody's doing. Wash, wash, rinse, repeat. But when you have Jeff Bezos, who's the head of, of Amazon, obviously saying he's the one announcing that. Like, I get it, 
he's the most no, like the most he's the largest name associated with Amazon. But I also, I mean, I have I, what, what does Jeff Bezos know about creating content? He obviously can create a, a you know billion dollar, nearly trillion dollar company. I get that, but I don't want to see him talk about creating content. Like I would hope that they have built the infrastructure under him that then they would have a president of that division that would say, hey, this is what we're going to do. And that person would have some sort of a cachet like Kevin Feige from Disney and Marvel, right? I don't know. I just found that odd. Like Jeff Bezos on his way out as CEO, but then he's the one doing the announcement of like, hey, we're going to reboot a bunch of shit. Cool, I guess. All right. So a couple, couple movie uh, reviews real quick, and then we'll we'll wrap this up. So... Army of the Dead. All right, so we've talked about on the pod multiple times Zack Snyder. And I, I feel like with Zack Snyder, you're in, there's two different camps, or at least that's what everybody wants you to think. There's two different camps. There are the Zack Snyder fans, and there are Zack Snyder haters. I don't consider myself either. I consider myself someone who likes good movies, or at least likes to be entertained. doesn't have to be great, just fun, entertaining. Zack Snyder has made a few of those. Name, you know, uh, I think the largest of all of them is 300, in my opinion, was the most entertaining of the group. He has also made some really terrible movies. Not fun, long, bit pretentious movies. Justice League being one of them, and his four-hour cut of Justice League. So, Army of the Dead trailer comes out. You know, I've read about it. I was excited. A lot of people on the pod were excited. Great premise, right? An interesting premise. A zombie heist movie in Vegas. I, I don't know. Is there, I don't think anybody would say Zack Snyder can't come up with an interesting idea. Because he has on a number of his movies. Then he comes out with an absolute banger of a trailer. I mean, again, the dude, whoever's cutting his trailers could be him. Could be his wife. I don't know. Could be somebody else. Give that person an Academy Award. Because e- almost every one of his trailers is fantastic. Draws me in every time. I was pumped on this movie. Pumped. Then I saw that it's two and a half hours. Why, Zack Snyder? Why do we need a two and a half hour zombie movie? Like what? Okay, so I saw two and a half. Deterred me a little, but I was like, I'm I'm in. I said I was in. We're talking about it on the pod. I'm in. Movie starts, right? Looks good. Then you realize (laughs) within five minutes of the movie that their version of the zombie apocalypse, which you know it's obviously going to be contained into Las Vegas from the trailer. um, I mean, you assume that. And then you assume, I got to assume that they're trying to build a universe because that's what everybody's doing now. Whatever, I digress. You realize that the zombie apocalypse is going to start because of Roadhead. Yes, Zack Snyder, like good job. I don't know I don't know what to say with that. It's not surprising because of other movies he's made. Um but okay, again, interesting choice. I, I wasn't out at that point. Um I think almost it sounds ridiculous. That's almost the peak of the movie and that's like the beginning. And then it's all downhill from there. It was bad. It's bad. Bad bad. It's a social commentary on immigration. It feels like, which again, I'm, 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 if that's the, if that's what you want to 
If that's the message, one of the messages you want during your movie, that's fine. That's up to you. Again, this is not something that I thought I was going to experience in this movie. Uh, the, the There's about 10 different storylines. I'll, I'll sum it up like this, right? Because I don't want to spoil it for everybody, but I'll sum it up like this. I was expecting a fun zombie movie. And what I got was a two and a half hour kind of bummer with minimal zombies, a lot of slow motion, terrible performances, and like a father-daughter story. And I'm kind of good, man. Like, I, I don't know. I would like to say like, hey, Zack Snyder, I'm good with your movies moving forward because so many of them are not good. But then he comes out with these trailers and they're fucking bangers. And then he comes out, you know, these stories are original. And God knows we need more originality. We don't need another, you know, live action Aladdin. But it's just, I don't know. I don't know. He, he There's just so much in one movie that he they're trying to convey. Just make a heist movie about zombies and I am solid. So if I got to give it the watch it meh, or skip it, it's going to be a skip it. It's got to be. I, I, I would like to say like it's a meh. But at two and a half hours, you can't have a meh. Two and a half hours is like you're in or you're out. And I'm out. Super out. All right, so we'll wrap it up after this. Last one, last movie. Not last movie, but the last review. It's Quiet Place 2. Not going to spoil it. Uh, Again, documented on the pod how much I loved the first one. Documented how much I was excited about the second one. And they didn't let me down. I'll just say this. Great runtime, like an hour and a half. If you like the first Quiet Place, I can't imagine how you wouldn't like part two. Similar vibe, similar direction, a little less quiet, more dialogue, not much, but everything else is cranked up. When I say cranked up, just a bigger scale. Uh, you could tell they had the money in this one to make a bigger movie. I don't want to say the performances are be- are better because you miss Krasinski, the kids are given a lot more to do in this. Emily Blunt is given less to do. So I'd like to, I mean, that's a little bit of a bummer because I'm such a big fan of hers. Um, but Killian Murphy's great in it. Uh, both kids are great. I, I, I'm always left with the same question when I watch like apocalypse movies or end of the world type movies, zombies, whatever, aliens. Why do people always become like rapey? Because there is, again, I'm not, I don't want to give too much away. There are, they, they explore a little bit more of like the people who have survived this you know year and a half of the alien invasion. Some of them, what they've turned into. And I, I, I just don't understand like why everybody wants to turn rapey. So that's kind of a trope that I could probably do without. But I will say, good job, Krasinski. They did a good job. There's a couple little, uh, a couple little nitpicks, but besides... Those couple things, I would say it's it's as good as the first one. I don't. I'm I'm constantly right now, in my mind, almost daily have a have a conversation with myself about is it better than the first one? And I don't know. I need to watch it again. I need to watch the first one again, and then I think I would I would know. I the first one both were such great movie experiences. Now for me, I want to say that I probably still like the first one because of Emily Blunt's performance and you don't get as much of her in the second, but Killian Murphy is so good in the second and the kids specifically, I believe her name is Millie, the the little girl. She's so good in this as well. 
and you get like more aliens. So that's kind of cool. And the opening scene uh, where they show day one, not spoiler, it's in the trailer. Watched a little bit about uh, of Krasinski explaining how they did that. And it's almost one tracking shot with, with minimal cuts, which is really cool. I'm always a big fan of that. I'm not a fan of like the jump cuts and multiple cuts just shows uh, like shaky cam. Like I'm good. That, that's not, that's, that's not a, uh, that's not my thing. <laughs> I could do without that. So quiet place part two shocker is going to be a see it. And I would say if you can see it in a theater, see it in a theater. You don't need that communal, you know, full theater like we got with the first one. But I, I, there is a level of you see it in the theater. You're not distracted. You're not distracted by your phone. You're not distracted by your children or pets or, or you know, spouse or whatever. You're just locked into the movie. And this is one that I think you want to be locked in. You know, you don't want to be distracted. So, if, again, if you like the first one, see this. You definitely can't watch it as a standalone. You have to have watched the first one to, to watch this one, I think. Um but yeah, see it. So I don't know. That's all I really have to talk about. I hope everybody enjoyed this. Um, you know, like almost 30 minutes of me just talking. I felt good. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. If you liked it, hated it, never want to hear my voice again. You miss Damien. You miss uh, Tyler or Rob or Greg or Gerald or any of the other crew. I know I miss them. This isn't the same without without talking to my friends. But I just wanted to get something out. Wanted to see if I could do it. So I appreciate everybody listening. And, uh, you know, like, like I always say, we always, uh, we always want those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe on any of the platforms you're listening to us on. Um, always give us a follow on Instagram, at The Morning Geekdom, Facebook and Twitter, at Morning Geekdom. We'll do it again next week. Shout out to Gary Olden.